0: I don't know about you, but I have a hard time not getting distracted. There are just so many distractions in life. It's, it's easy to get off target a little bit. Uh, for example, I'll be cleaning the toilet, and all of a sudden the phone will ring. I'll answer the phone, and some salesman is on the phone telling me that I need travel insurance for my trip to Hawaii that I may have just won and I realize that's a scam, so I hang up. But then I think, well, you know, if I ever wanted to go to Hawaii, would I need travel insurance? So I get on the computer and Google Hawaii slash travel insurance and it describes how, yes, that would be a great idea. And then there's another link that leads to an interesting scientific study on volcanoes in Hawaii. And I remember that back in the fifth grade, I made a paper mache volcano designed to describe the volcanoes that are on Mauntileo. And and I think, you know, that would be really cool to see. And as I'm thinking about my trip to see the volcano in Hawaii, Marsha comes in with a toilet brush that she found lying in the middle of the living room and she asked me are you ever going to finish this yeah some distractions in life are a little problematic but not all that big a deal but other distractions can be tragic studies tell us that one out of every four traffic accidents are caused by distracted driving in fact over half of traffic accidents involving those between 16 and 19 years old. 58% are caused by distracted driving. In fact, in the United States, distracted driving is the largest killer of teenagers. That's tragic. And yet, as devastating as that statistic is, Spiritual distraction can be even more devastating. Sometimes spiritual distraction is obvious. You know, we get involved in some big, horrendous sin in our life, and we suddenly realize, wow, this has taken me way off track with where I want to be with the Lord. And we we get on our knees and we ask God to forgive us. And the amazing thing is He does According to 1 John 1 9, the Bible tells us if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. When we confess our sins to Christ, He forgives us. He cleanses us. The distractions of sin do not have to destroy us. But more often, those distractions aren't those big, horrible, terrible sins that are so obvious in our life. Sometimes it's just choosing the good as opposed to the best that Christ has for us. It's focusing on things that are less than what Christ wants in our life. What we need to understand is that those distractions are no less sin for us. Anything that we allow between us and God Is sin. And that makes spiritual distractions a real concern. It was for Paul. He warns Timothy in no uncertain terms about the distractions that were entering into his ministry. In in the letter that we call 1 Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy, a young man that he has left to pastor a new church in Ephesus. And almost from the very start, Timothy faces all kinds of problems, challenges, difficulties, including some distractions that were being created by some false teachers in the church. Teachers who claimed that in addition to receiving Christ as Savior, you also had to do other steps as well in order to be saved. Now, on its face, the distraction didn't sound terrible. Basically, uh, they were simply saying that in order for Gentiles to become saved, they also needed to follow all of the Jewish laws and traditions. Why would that be so bad? After all, these laws and traditions had been developed over centuries by priests and others who were assigned to help Jewish people understand the Scripture. And, and those laws, by and large, had helped Jews to understand what God wanted them to do. If they had been good for the Jewish people over all these years, why wouldn't they be good for the Gentiles as well? But Paul was clear. It was a distraction To add anything to the gospel of Christ was wrong. It was through Christ's sacrifice on the cross alone that we are saved. And to try to add anything to that was a distraction from the truth, our desperate need for what only Jesus Christ can do in our life. Paul calls them trivialities. He uses the term myths and genealogies that they, they were focusing upon those things in the Ephesian church rather than upon the gospel of Christ. So what does that have to do with us? Well, just like it was for the Ephesian Christians, it is easy for us as believers today to become distracted from the things that we need to be doing in Christ's kingdom work. So how do we guard ourselves against that? Well, we can follow the same pattern that Paul gives to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Here's what Paul tells Timothy. The goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Paul starts out by stating the goal. The goal is the love of Christ. Whatever it is that we do, whether it's in our business, whether it's in our church, whether it's in our neighborhood, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our home, whatever we do, the love of Christ needs to be the goal. And if it's not, then we can know that we have become distracted. And then Paul provides some preventative steps, some things that Timothy and all of us as believers can use to keep us from becoming distracted from that very important goal, the love of Christ. First, he says that we should be pure in heart. Uh, That's a a, a phrase that Jesus used in what we know of as the Beatitudes. He says that that those who are pure in heart will see God. God. That phrase describes those who have been cleansed by the power of Jesus Christ, who have made Jesus the Lord, the focus of their life. They are the ones that are going to achieve that goal, that goal of Christ love in everything that they do pure in heart. The, the second thing that Paul describes is those who are of a good conscience. Uh, that's a phrase that describes those whose judgment, whose decisions are directed by God. And then the third description are those of a sincere faith, a faith that is unaffected by all the false teachings and different philosophies and different things that will come and go in the world, that bedrock faith of those who know the Lord won't be enticed by those other teachings. They're going to be focused on Christ. Those things being pure in heart, having a sincere faith... Having a good conscience, those things, Paul says, will protect us, will keep us on track with that singular goal, the love of Christ. And then Paul gives some examples of what can happen when we become distracted from the goal. In verses 6 and 7 he says, Some have wandered away from these and turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about are what they so confidently affirm. There are those who had wandered. They, they were missing the goal. They were missing the target. They had turned off of the course. They, they'd taken a detour. And Paul says they're, they're focused on meaningless talk. That's a phrase that, that means they were, they, they were just talking in circles. They were, they were arguing about things that just didn't matter and ending up nowhere. Obviously, that's not what we want to do. We want to keep focused on the the goal, focused on the love of Christ. So what can we do to make sure that our lives are always, in everything that we do, focused on that goal, focused on the love of Christ? Well, there's at least four things that, that we can do from a biblical standpoint. First of all, we need to be ready by realizing the distractions are there. The first key to avoiding a trap is to recognize that the trap is there. If you see the trap in your path, you're going to go around it. You're not going to walk into it. You're going to avoid it. The first key to avoiding distraction is to recognize that we are going to face distractions from the love of Christ in our life. Every day, you're going to come in contact with things that would take you off target from the love of Christ. So just be ready. Be watchful. Recognize, okay, there's going to be some traps along the road today. I, I need to be watching for them. I need to see those things that are, that are coming along. I need to, to recognize them for what they are. That, that off-color joke that I, I just really don't need to uh, listen to. That, that, that magazine that, that I don't really need to look at. That movie that, that I don't really need to watch. All those things that we come in contact with, we know they're there. If we recognize, hey, wait a minute, that's a distraction. I don't want that in my life. We can more easily avoid them. So first of all, be ready by knowing the distractions are there. Second, be ready with Scripture. In order to know what a distraction is, we need to know what the goal is is, and remember the goal, is the love of Christ. So we need to fall in love with Jesus. And to do that, we need to dig into His Word. We need to find out who Jesus really is, what it was that He really said. So many people reject the teachings of Christ without even knowing them. And so many believers don't follow the commands of Christ because they don't really know what they are. So we need to dig into the Scripture to to really allow God's Word to just envelop every aspect of our life. Dig into the Bible and find out who Jesus is. In order to spot what is false, we need to know what is authentic. So dig into the Bible and find out. So, be ready by knowing the descriptions are there. Be ready by digging into the Scripture. And third, be ready with prayer. Recognize the incredible power and protection that are available in prayer. Some distractions in life are really, really obvious. We'll know them right off the bat. Some distractions are a little more insidious. We won't recognize them immediately. But the more time you spend in conversation with Jesus, the less attractive those distractions are going to be. So stay in conversation with the Lord. If you're talking to Jesus, you're not going to be talking to the enemy. So be ready by knowing the distractions are there. Be ready by digging into Scripture. Be ready with prayer. And fourth, be ready to pull some weeds. Every good gardener knows no matter how careful you are in planting your garden, you're going to have to pull some weeds. And the trick is to know which ones are the weeds and which ones are the plants. So know what it is you need to pull out of your life. Uh, Again, that comes from studying the Scripture. It comes from spending time with the Lord in prayer. But but recognize, ask the Lord, Hey, Lord, lead me to those things that don't need to be in my life. Lead me to those those weeds that I need to pull. Recognize that there are going to be some things you're going to need to leave behind. Some things you're just going to need to avoid. Some things that are going to distract you from the goal. The love of Christ learn to pull those out of your life. Finally, we we need each other in this. Ecclesiastes 4:12 says a cord of 3 strands is not quickly broken. You're not alone in this. This is difficult. We all know this is difficult. We all know that sometimes we get distracted. It, it, it's it's difficult to to figure this out, but we're not alone in this. Christ is with you. You have the Holy Spirit, God's presence, in your life to help you in this very task and you have some trusted Christian friends that's one of the things that makes the church so important that we have that fellowship with strong mature Christian believers find some people in your life Good, strong, mature Christian believers that you give permission to them, saying to them, I give you permission. If you see something in my life that's pulling me off task, that's taking me off the path of the Lord, I want you to tell me. I think that's what Timothy did with Paul. I think Timothy has told Paul, Paul, if you see something that I'm doing in my ministry that's off base, that's off target, that's, that's getting me distracted, Paul, I want you to let me know. I give you permission to let me know. Find those people that you can have in your life, that you give permission to them to let you know when you've gotten off target. And then be available to others to do that as well. Don't force yourself on somebody. You're not the spiritual policeman going around blowing your Barney Fife whistle, telling everybody what they're doing wrong. But be available to other people to prayerfully, if they allow you to do so, to be that one in their life that says, hey, let's let's sit down and talk about what you're doing here. I think maybe you've kind of gotten off the task a little bit. Most importantly, give somebody else the permission to do that in your life. We need each other to find a way to stay on task because the task is so important. The spiritual future of your friends, your family, your community, they depend on us as believers staying focused on sharing the love of Christ. Find a way to do that in your life today. Heavenly Father, it's so easy for us to get off task, for us to lose sight of the purpose of what you want us to do, In life, And so, Heavenly Father, we we ask that you would help us, help us to to be ready to to recognize those distractions are there, to dig into your word, to spend time with you in prayer, and to be ready to pull those weeds in our life when, when you reveal them to us. Because we want to be on target, we want to be on task for you, we want to focus our heart on the love you have shown us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you're watching today and and, and for the first time you've recognized, wait a minute, my life's not focused on Christ because I don't really know Him. I know about Him. I've heard the story. But I don't really know Jesus. We want to help you with that. We have an online connection card. You'll find it at nationalheights.org backslash hello. And at that link, you'll be able to find a connection card where you can give us some contact information, maybe your email, uh, whatever you feel comfortable giving to us. And then there's a box where you can check, I want to follow Jesus as my Savior. If you'll do that, we will contact you with information from the Scripture about how you can know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, how you can ask Christ to forgive your sin, how you can receive Christ as your Lord, and how you can have everlasting life. We want to share that with you. So let us have some contact information so that we can get that information to you. Maybe there's some other way that God's working in your life today. Maybe you're looking for a church home. We would be thrilled to let you know how you can be a part of what God's doing at National Heights. Just just check the, the boxes. I want to know more about National Heights Baptist Church. Maybe there's some other way that God is working in your life. Maybe you have a prayer need, something that's going on in your heart that, that you need uh, God's help in your life in, in some area. There, there's a box at the very bottom of that connection card where you can just type in a prayer request, send that on to us. We be, would be honored to be praying with you and your family in the days ahead. We're excited about what God is doing in your life and, and, and we want to help you in your journey with the Lord. We're praying for you as you follow Christ's command in your life today.